morning, afternoon, or evening for wherever you may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. for leading us into worship. Amen. Thank God for coming and meeting us today. Hallelujah. We're going to, I got a word here that kind of ties in with what's going on here in this place right now. So we're going to get into what God's going to speak to us today. Go ahead and be seated. Um, I'm just so grateful here at Life Church that we get to come back into the building as, as a body of believers. Amen. And we get to come and there's something that's so uniquely special about the people of God gathering together and giving God praise. Amen. We've experienced it for a couple of weeks now. We've experienced the, the feeling, and, and it's hard to describe. I've talked to a few of you um, and, and, and we've talked about it, how online has been good. It has been good, amen? Online has been good. But there's something different about gathering in God's house with my brothers and my sisters and lifting up our voices and lifting up our hands and singing with the praise team. And and just there's something that's uniquely special about that. I believe that God is desiring to do great things among us. Amen? I I really truly believe, and God is doing great things among us, but I believe God wants to do so much more. Last Sunday was amazing. What God did in this place last week the lives that were ministered to, the experience of just being together with God's people, and God beginning to flow among the people of God. Powerful. Prophetic words that were given about the sound of the abundance of rain that is it's on its way. People received it, and people are claiming it, and people are, are, are praying that, and, and, and I, I'm grateful for the refreshing, even today, the refreshing that comes from his presence. Amen? There's something, I mean, you can come in here tired, you can come in here beat down, you can come in here just kind of feeling like I I can hardly make it, but there's something about the presence of Almighty God when we just get into that place, when we can push past the junk of life and we can just take time in his presence. We all know that we've got an enemy that is opposing the work of God. Everybody knows that. I pray that if you don't know that, come and talk to me and I'll let you know. There is an enemy that's opposing the plan of God, the work of God, the kingdom of God. We are basically in a fight. We're basically in a warfare And for us to experience his presence, 
there's some godly men and there's some godly women that have got to do some warring and fighting and, and, and pushing through to get us to the place where we can feel the presence of God. It's when we finally get to that place that God can do miracles. Amen? It, it, it's finally at that place that God can do supernatural signs and wonders and miracles as we gather together. I, I really felt that, I've got a very simple thought. This is something that you've heard at different times along the way, and, and we've, we've heard preachers preach about worship, but I just felt it again that we need to talk about this because we've, we've, been go, we've gone through something that none of us have ever gone through before. We as a people, as a society, we have gone through this thing called COVID. The devil's been working. We've had to do a lot of online stuff. But I'm telling you, you've experienced it last week, you experienced it this week. There's something uniquely special when God's people get together in God's house and begin to worship Him and begin to praise Him. And I, my simple thought is this. Your, your victory is hiding behind your worship. Your victory is hiding behind your worship. I want you to point at somebody nearby, and I want you to tell them, your victory is hiding behind your worship. I, I, I do believe that. The devil has schemes. The devil has strategies. The devil has plans. And his, his plan is... To, to keep God's people quiet. I believe that the devil has used COVID to keep the church quiet. I believe that the devil has used this pandemic. I'm not saying he brought it. God probably brought it. But I'm saying the devil has tried to use it against the people of God, the church of God, and you to keep you quiet. As great as online church has been, I've been there. That first block of online church, it was the most frustrating time of this pastor's life. I was as carnal as I could be while church was going on. Others had the similar experience that I had. I have a wonderful family. But they would distract me in the middle of the message. I wanted to hear what the man of God had to say. And I'm thinking, you're not even paying attention here. And it was time for her to go get another drink or something else out of the kitchen in the middle of the worship. I'm telling you, the devil has used COVID against the church. And many times, even if you're by yourselves, now not all of you did this because I know this because some of you said you've had some great worship experiences and I'm saying you can do that online and I pray that you are doing that when you have to do it online. But I know for me it was difficult. I found that the, the praise is not as great as it is 
in the house, Brother Jason. Amen? I, I felt that the worship was a little bit held back or a whole lot held back. In fact, many times we wouldn't even sing with the singers. We were just listening, ironing our stuff and, you know, vacuuming and the earbuds in. And, you know, it, it's easy to do a lot of other things when you're at home and church is going on. I'm telling you, when it's time to worship God, you really can't do some other things. It's time to focus 100% on Him and give Him praise. But we've been back in the building now for a couple of weeks. And, and, and I'm not trying to be negative here, but the devil is still trying to keep us quiet. Trying to worship through a mask and make it through the service without passing out is a challenge. I know that when we first got back in here and the masks were on, it's like, man, I'm out of breath. I can't hardly even breathe. Like, you, you can't give God everything you got with a mask on. And we're doing a pretty good job. I'm not putting anyone down right now. We've had some great church in the last couple of weeks. But all I'm saying is he would like to keep our worship and our praise subdued. He would like to keep our worship and our praise just kind of limited. When it's hard to breathe normally, it's hard to give God a great big shout of praise. You breathe in and you're, 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 you're sucking in material. It's like it takes your breath away. We're limited at who can come to this altar together. I'm used to all of you coming to the altar and, and getting close to one another and, and praying for one another and crying together. And we're, we're limited what we can do, even in this great new environment. Because you know what? The devil knows how powerful your praises are. The devil knows how powerful it is when God's people come together and they say, you know what? I don't care that I'm wearing a mask. I don't care that I can't get close to everybody, but I'm coming with a praise on my lips. He knows that praise breaks Things that are binding us, praise gets us into the supernatural realm. Praise causes God to show up. And when God shows up, anything can happen. Hallelujah. There's been joy in the house. There, there's been a refreshing in the house. There, there's been times we've got together and I can feel the strength of having you in the house with me. There's something that, that kind of gives me the, the ability I can keep moving forward because I got the family of God who, who's coming and they're, they're supporting me and they're encouraging me and they're helping me to keep on moving. The devil knows that if we praise God, if we give worship to God, that ultimately we are going to gain victory over him if we just continue to give God great praise. You know, we're not in some physical fight. We're not in a fight with 
you know, war with bombs and guns, but we are in a spiritual fight. And we fight this fight through our words, through our worship, through our praise. God desires today to give someone a victory. I believe that. God desires today to give someone a victory. There are some of you, you're battling things in your body. You're battling things in your home. You're battling things on your job. You're battling things in some relationship. You're battling in your finances, and you need a victory. I'm telling you today, your victory will come through your praise. Your victory is hiding behind your worship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now to the word of God. First Samuel, I'm not going to go there quite yet, but it's, I'm going to look at chapter 21. I'll kind of set it up for you. This chapter is a chapter where, where David is running for his life. David has King Saul on his tail. He, he, he's, he, he's trying to hide. He's trying to get away. He, he's trying hard to, to stay ahead of King Saul. And the Bible says that David comes into the tabernacle to find refuge. Man, that's a sermon all in itself. I don't know about you, but I'm grateful for the house of God and the refuge I can find in the house of God. I'm grateful for the presence of God in the house of God. I'm grateful for the people of God that come to to stand beside me. There's a song we don't sing here, but I would love to sing it sometime. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's freedom in the house of the Lord. It's one of those kicking songs. Pastor Jonathan. (laughs) There's something about getting into the house of God and, and finding that place of refuge from the messes of the outside that we've had to deal with all week long. There's something about just getting to God's presence. And David, while he was running from his enemy, it wasn't his enemy, but Saul thought that David was the enemy. He was running from Saul. And the Bible says in chapter 21 of 1 Samuel that David finally gets into the tabernacle to find refuge for a moment. I'm telling you, church, I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for these walls that we are in today. Now, there's nothing special about these walls. You have the same walls at your house. But this is a place that we gather as a people. It's a place we gather to worship the Almighty God, the Great I Am. And that's where God shows up, and that's where we're encouraged, and that's where we're strengthened. Hallelujah. 1 Samuel chapter 21 and verse 8 says, David asked Ahimelech. You say, who's Ahimelech? He's in the temple. This is the priest of the temple. Okay? Ahimelech. Do you have a spear or a sword? The king's business was so urgent that I didn't even have time to grab a weapon. So he's, he's in the 
the temple. He's in the, actually the tabernacle. And he's coming to the priest. He's finding refuge for a moment from the, the, the chase from Saul. And he's asking, do you have anything that I can use for a weapon? Is there anything that I can find in the house of God that I can use in this fight? I don't have a weapon. I, I, I left in haste and I, I didn't grab my weapon. Ahimelech says, I only have the sword of Goliath the Philistine whom you killed in the valley of Elah, the priest replied. It is wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod. Take that if you want. There's nothing else here. There's nothing like it, David replied. Give it to me. David is running from Saul. David is in a fight without a weapon. And he goes to the house of God to see if there's anything in the house that he can use in this fight. And when he asks the priest Ahimelech, is there a sword or is there a spear here? Because David was, he, he was pretty good with a, a spear. He was good with stones. Uh, I'm sure he could wield the sword as well. He found that there was a sword in the tabernacle. Now, it just wasn't any sword. It was the sword that David had used. It was Goliath's sword. It was the enemy's sword. It was the sword that David used to slay Goliath. And this signified one of Israel's greatest victories. It, it, it was not just any sword. It was a national treasure. It, it symbolized victory. Someone say victory. That sword was not just a sword. That was a victorious sword. That was a sword that, that brought Israel one of its greatest victories. But I want you to notice where the sword that brought victory was found. Look, look, look back in that verse real quick. What's that verse say? The second verse. It is wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod. Okay, let's do a little bit of understanding here. Um, what is an ephod? The sword of Goliath, it's protected. It's wrapped in a cloth, and it's behind the ephod. Well, an ephod was the garment of the priest. Every time the priest goes into the tabernacle, every time the priest goes into the temple to minister to the Lord, to worship his God, the priest had to put on the ephod. Okay? Everybody say, the ephod. This, this, this is the ephod today, okay? The priest for his worship, the priest for ministering to the Lord, the priest for, for, for doing and carrying out the, 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 all the things that the priests have to do. He was supposed to have on 
his priestly garments. But for some reason, Ahimelech was in the tabernacle, but the ephod was not where it was supposed to be. Ahimelech had taken off or he failed to put on the ephod. He was in the tabernacle. This was his garments of praise. This was his garments of ministering to God. This was the thing that that, that symbolized you're going to see a victory if you come into my presence. You're going to have me meet you if if you wear what I've asked you to wear, the ephod. But this ephod, the Bible says, was somewhere in the house and Ahimelech had taken off his worship at some point. We don't know why. We don't understand how come. But, but Ahimelech had laid down his worship. And his worship was now covering the sword of victory. For David to have the sword of a victory. Guess what he had to do? He had to go over and first pick up the ephod. I'm not sure he put it on. Don't don't say that Pastor Steve says he put it on. But he first had to pick up the ephod to get to the sword of victory. There was a sword there. It it was the sword of Goliath that was wrapped in a cloth. But it was hiding behind the ephod. I'm here to tell Life Church today it's time for someone here to pick up your ephod. It's uh, time for someone in the house to pick up your garments of praise. Because I'm telling you, your victory is hiding behind your worship. I don't know if you're understanding what I'm saying here today, but some of you need a victory. Some of you need God to show up. Some of you need God to come through in this situation. I'm telling you, get on the garments of praise. Because when you get on the garments of praise, you can get to the sword of victory. Hallelujah. You want to have a victory today? Your victory is hiding behind your worship. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. We need to put on the garment of praise. And when we put on the garment of praise, we're going to find the victory is right there behind it. God's going to show up. God's going to give you the victory you need. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, Life Church, as we begin to come into God's house together again, as we get together in God's house, there's a victory that's waiting for us, but it's hiding behind our worship. It's hiding behind our praise. We can't come here and sit down like a bump on a log. Sing, Pastor Jonathan. Good job. No, 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 no. We can't do that. 
Because if we want to have victory in the house, if we want to have God show up in the house, if we want to have miracles in the house, the victory is hiding behind our worship. It's the worship that brings victory. It's the praising God that brings victory. I'm telling you, before God gives you a victory, before you see the victory from Almighty God, we must get some things in proper order. And proper order is this. It's first worship, then victory. It's first praising, and then victory. I'm telling you, some of you might have laid down your praise. Some of you might have laid down your worship. I'm telling you, that's the thing that's covering up your victory. It's time to pick back up the garments of praise. It's time to pick up and say, I'm going to worship God. I'm going to forget who's around me, but I'm going to give God some praise. When we pick it back up, God's going to show up. And God's going to give us a great victory. Hallelujah. Don't allow the enemy to silence your praise. Even in the midst of this whole thing called mask and, and social distancing, don't let the enemy silence your worship. Because the victory for life, church, the victory for your family, the victory for you individually, it's hiding behind your worship. Hallelujah. You know, most of us want God to give us the victory. And then, God, I'll give you praise. Amen? That's, that's, the way, that's just the natural way. We want God to show up and give us the miracle. And get, oh, when God does it, I'm going to, if God does that for me, I'm going to dance all over this altar. <laughs> I've heard some of you say something similar to that. Man, if God, if God did that in my life, I, I, would just, I would shout it from the rooftops. If God would only, we, we've got the order backwards. We're saying, God, you do that first. And then I'll give you some worship. But in God's economy, it's the other way around. In God's economy, in the word of God, the word of God lets us know we give God worship and then God shows up. We give God great praise and then God shows up. I'm telling you, your victory is hiding behind your worship. There was another king King Jehoshaphat. You guys have heard this story, I'm sure. Many of you, most of you have been in church a long time. He understood this principle. He had the enemy of Moab and Ammon and, and a bunch of others coming after him. And they were coming to fight against God's people, the children of Israel. And in, in 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 21, it says, And when he consulted the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and they were saying, praise the Lord for his mercies endureth forever. It's not really a typical strategy for an army going into battle. If you've got people coming at you with swords and spears and who knows what else, you don't normally think of, well, let's get the singers and let the singers go first. Let's get the choir and let the choir begin to praise God and begin to lift up their voices and praise to the King of kings and Lord of lords. It's not a typical strategy. But the Bible says in verse 22, now when they begin to sing and praise, read those words with me. Now when they begin to sing and praise, hallelujah, 
You, you want God to show up in your life? You want God to give you a great victory? Notice what King Jehoshaphat did. He decided, I'm going to praise before the victory comes. I'm going to worship before I see God show up. That's what David, he, he discovered, you know what's great praise that brings great victories. Now when they begin to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come out against Je Judah, and they were defeated. Hallelujah. What, what a great story this is. A physical army is coming at you. It's not just one group, but there's three different groups that they've come together. they bound together to fight against you. And instead of sending out warriors, Jehoshaphat sends out the singers. Those that are going to praise the Lord. You know what, this is, uh, it's one of my favorite portions in this Old Testament. I just love this. Normally, you think of armies coming back from battle. And on the way back, there's been a great victory, and they're singing about the victory. They're singing about the spoil. They're singing about what has happened, and they're singing. But Jehoshaphat says, no, we're singing on the way into battle. We've got a victory to win. We've got a victory that we're going to have to see God come through. We can't do it in our own selves. Some of you need a victory in your life. Guess what? Begin to worship God. If you need a victory in your family, begin to worship God. If you need something from God today, I'm saying your victory is hiding behind your worship. Hallelujah. Jehoshaphat's army were, were singing on the way into battle like an army coming out of battle. They, they, they decided that they were going to sing the anthem of victory before the victory got there. And when they did, the Bible says that the Lord set ambushes. It wasn't anything they did. It wasn't their great singing. No, but God inhabits our praises and God comes down and it's God that showed up. I'm telling you today, church, if you're facing a trial, if you're facing a battle, I'm just saying begin to worship like the answer's already here. Begin to give God great praise like it's already happened. Begin to let God know that you love him and you're going to worship him and you're going to give him glory and honor and watch God show up because he shows up if we do that. Hallelujah. The Lord, the Bible says, set ambushments. He did it. Later on, it says that they, it took three days for the people to collect all the spoil after God gave them the victory. Now, talk about a great victory. You have all these armies coming against you, and you begin to worship and praise God. It doesn't make sense in the natural. It doesn't make sense with our carnal minds that we give God praise in the middle of the fight. In the middle of the battle. But when they did, the Bible says that God gave great victory. I don't know why, why it happens like this. I can't explain why God ties praise and worship to a supernatural move of God. I don't understand it all. But all I know is when we praise God, when we worship God, we see God show up in the supernatural. And God does amazing things in our midst. Hallelujah. God wants his people to worship him. God wants his people to give him great praise. Hallelujah. And when we do, then God will give us 
great victories. You say, well, Pastor Steve, that's all well and good, but that's Old Testament. How does ephods and, 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 and you know, garments of praise and priests have anything to do with us here in 2021? You know, that, that's, that's Old Testament. That's back in the Chronicles, you know. That's a different era. 1 Peter 2 and 9 lets us know, but you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. Hallelujah. This brings it into the New Testament. This is not just Old Testament. This is New Testament. Uh, We are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. We are God's own special people. Why does he call us that? Why does he say that we're priests and we're holy and we're special? That you may proclaim the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. I don't know, is there anybody in the house that God has changed you, that you've been taken out of a life of darkness, a life of sin, a life of terrible things, and God's picked you up and he's put you into a marvelous light where there's peace and there's joy and there's freedom? Hallelujah. Today we're priests in God's house. We need to pick up the garments of praise. We need to put the garments of praise on because we know that it's, it's we as priests, we're responsible for bringing the presence of God into the house. Hallelujah. Before we can enter into the Shekinah glory of Almighty God, it's going to take some people that are going to come into the room and they're going to give God great praise. Amen. Before we can see God show up in a powerful way, there's going to have to be some people that will show up a little early and come to the prayer room and begin to give God some great praise in the prayer room and begin to cry out to God. That, that sets the atmosphere for what God wants to do in the house. I'm going to ask Pastor Jonathan and the team to come back. Psalm 100 and verse 4 says it like this. We're to enter into his gates with thanksgiving. When we walk through the doors, it's not just us to say hi to our friends and how are you doing and how is your week and hope the weather's whatever. It's not that at all. We're to come into his gates with thanksgiving. We're to come into his presence, into his courts with praise. We're to be thankful unto him and we're to bless his name. Hallelujah. You know, there's so many churches in this city today that are powerless. And I'm not putting down any churches in this city. I'm really not. But there are churches where they don't feel the presence of Almighty God in the midst. They don't. They they come, they sit, they sing, they listen, and they go. And I I pray that God does move in the churches in Burlington. I'm 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 telling you, I'm not trying to put anyone down. But I'm saying there's there's a lot of churches that meets in this GTA where God is not showing up. They're going through the motions of church. But God doesn't move. People come with needs and they leave with needs. People come with troubles and they leave with troubles. People come with situations that they need God to do something and they leave with the situation. 
I'm praying today, church, that we're not going to be that kind of a church. I'm praying that we must be a church that comes into his gates with thanksgiving. We come into his courts with praise. We're quick to give God thanks. We're quick, quick to bless his name. Because when we do, God shows up. That's when victories will begin to take place. Because your, your victory is hiding behind your worship. It's not time for Life Church to be quiet. It's not time for Life Church to be subdued. It's not time for Life Church to be a little restrained. And I, I know we're feeling a little bit of that with the mask and, and still the, the pews that are empty between us. We're feeling a little restricted. It's not time for us to be a little restricted. It's not time for us to be calm, cool, and collected. You've done that at home while you've been watching the online church. It's time to just let that all go. It's not time for Life Church to let go of apostolic praise and worship. Amen? It's not time for that. It's not time for Life Church to get used to a dead, dry, boring church service where God doesn't show up and nothing takes place. It's not time for that, church. It's time for Life Church to come into this house every single time we gather together with a great praise on our lips and a great worship to our God with thanksgiving in our hearts ready to bless God and ready to lift up the name of Jesus and if we will do that I'm, I'm declaring right now I'm declaring in the power of the Holy Ghost God's going to be here and God's going to show up and God's going to do miracles and God's going to answer prayers everybody stand in the house let's give God a little bit of praise and worship right now hallelujah 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 if you need a victory today, if you need God to show up in your life today, I'm, t I'm telling you, the answer is in your worship. You say, well, I'm not a big demonstrative. I I'm not talking about demonstration here. I'm talking about worship. It doesn't have to be a big outward. It can be. It doesn't have to be. I'm telling you, if you've got a great praise in your heart and a great praise on your lips. Now, I'm telling you, the Word of God lets us know that our praise, you can't really be quiet and give God praise. There's going to be some sort of expression. There's going to be some sort of a movement. of some, There's going to be uplifted hands. There's going to be hands that are waving. There's going to be lips that are moving. There's going to be words coming out. There's going to be some sort of action and some sort of words coming out. But I'm telling you today, if you need a great victory, if you begin to praise God and begin to worship God, God, He inhabits the praises of His people. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you may be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram. And on Facebook, just search Life Church and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. Now before you go, we ask if possible from whatever platform you may be listening to us on, give us a rating or a review or even both, and share this message with someone so that they can be impacted by the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week and God bless.